last episode all over at anal, anal, analyzing uh, Blake Griffin trades to like ad nauseum. So I'm sure that people are just <laughs> super bummed over that. What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Jazz talk, uh, proudly sponsored by Qual- Qualtronics or whatever it is. Um, it is I, Hootran, Hootran Superman on the Twitterverse. Um, uh, and we're here. Um, uh, I'm here with um, uh, two candidates, the first candidate. He's going to grow up to be a creepy old um, uh, white racist. Um, uh, um, that's uh, uh, probably going to have a couple sexual harassment suits on him. What's up, Mr. Jared Barker? Go to this is 49. Wow, that's freaking awful! Yeah, I, I know. Introduction. But I know, and then um, uh, I'll, I'll bring in um, uh, our second co-host. He is probably going to grow up to be um, uh, probably an old white racist um, with a couple sexual harassment suits against him. What's up, Mister Logan Cox? <laughs> I was so thrown off. I thought I was getting introduced first. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> uh, you see, the joke there is that you guys yeah, are yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean it, it's true. Wow. Like I said I, I, I did. I happened to be in at work today where Trump ha- Trump happened to appear, and it was uh, yeah. it was everything I expected to see. I didn't see him, but I saw the people peddling their wares on the side of the road. And uh, you, needless to say, you guys don't need to worry about buying any new clothing items for the next three to four years. I've got you covered. Okay, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, let, let me restart the introductions. Uh, first off, we have Mike Lee's um, favorite podcast host. It's um, Jared Barker. <laughs> And uh, we have the captain himself, Mr. Logan Cox. <laughs> what captain is that? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Morgan or Morgan or the other? I don't know. Something with an exactly. To Neil's uh, ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He may have had a little bit of the Morgan. That's for sure. When he was rattling off, that was something special. <laughs> it's um October twenty eighth. Um, uh, you know, it's only been l- less than a month since the finals. This is a, a really slow time. There are no, there's nothing exciting going on. There's no NBA news. Um, yeah, that's uh, crazy. No, we, nothing at this, all, man. We technically took a week off from the pod, even though we recorded a pod last week. Unfortunately, um, I'm not a very good podcast host, so I don't, I don't know how to fix things when they go wrong. Uh, so we talked about an hour uh, over um, fake trades that, you know, a week later feels like they don't really mean much anymore because uh, the Utah Jazz, um, which is an odd, I don't know about you guys, very odd news to me this morning before I went to work and saw it. The Utah Jazz have been sold, which a couple of years ago I was told couldn't happen. But um, uh, yeah, the Utah Jazz um, uh, being sold to, uh, what's his name, Ryan Smith? Yes. Yeah, uh, what like Qualtronics is another there? old white guy? Oh no! <laughs> uh, oh, wait, you know he's what? only forty. He's yeah, that much like, older I, than us. I, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, like, uh, I was like, uh. anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, is it Qualtronics? Do you guys know how to like pronounce his um, uh, company's name? Yeah, I it was Qualcomm. Qualcomm, yes. Qualcomm. <laughs> Qualcomm cell phones. Uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know, like, um, uh, Jared, what was your instant reaction this morning when you saw that the Millers were uh, selling to um, uh, to uh, Ryan Smith? I was, I was just surprised. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, uh, our good fr- friend of the pod, Tanner Martin, had a tweet about uh, the Millers, or well, specifically Gail, only putting jazz in a trust because. She didn't want Greg to sell it like uh, before the body was cold. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, that, that sounds pretty accurate. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, Logan Cox, come Harry. Um, uh, is there any hot takes you got about uh, Ryan Smith here? No, I mean, it, it, the only thing that's really upsetting to me is that, I mean, I think there was some truth. I, I you know, a good friend of I, a good friend that I guess we share acquaintance, partial enemy, uh, Fat Chris, uh, <laughs> had kind of had kind of called out some of this uh, years ago because, like, you know, I, I haven't lived in the valley for a long time, so I don't have all the access to some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But he had mentioned something years ago about uh, the children not really wanting a part of that and the concern that might be. And this was this was probably, you know, seven eight years ago he mentioned this, uh, and so it was. It, uh, it it doesn't seem surprising. I know, I know, like you said, Tanner says some funny stuff, but I think he pretty well hit it right squarely on the head, which is also painful to say because I don't know him personally, but he feels like he's got a strong fat Chris vibe uh, <laughs> based upon based upon Twitter Twitter interactions. But I mean, what, what, what's our guy? I don't know. He's a, a fellow jazz a jazz tweeter. We follow. It just his name just comes up as Josh. I don't know. Josh, Jay, uh, yeah. JSJ Jazz fan seventy eight. It should be better if it's JSJ J Jazz fan sixty nine. Uh, he <laughs> nice. went with seventy eight. That, that, that's the he, number he, that who wants to tr- change everybody's handles to. Yeah, but I mean sixty nine's abound. This guy kind of called it. I guess there was a tweet circulating where they quote. I think Mark found it and quote tweeted him, where he pretty much called this out a long time ago about how the trust could be dissolved and. Uh, that Gail need to sell him. She actually called out this guy. What's the guy's new name? Ryan Smith. That's a pretty generic name. Um, that, <laughs> the creator uh, wrestler name. Yeah. 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 The, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, he called him out specifically as who should own the team. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I had no idea. Who well, the guy I guess, was. Like, uh, I guess, I guess they just did the an IPO. Guy. So he has a shit ton of money now. Cause he was the owner of that company. And apparently they're doing a second IPO soon. So, who knows how much yeah. stock he owns? Yeah, I'm sure he's got a fair, sh- fair share of money. Another another term I didn't realize <laughs> existed either was the Silicon Slopes. So uh, that's a thing, I guess. <laughs> oh, you were unaware of that? That's yeah, no, it's been a thing yeah, for a little yeah. while now. You gotta remember, Logan yeah. doesn't hasn't lived in Utah in like over a decade. So, and that and that's and that's my other blazing hot take for this, which your jet the listeners will not. Uh, will not uh, be happy to hear me say, but to me, it doesn't matter if the Jazz move, um, because <laughs> because because I moved and I grew up being a I grew up not having the Jazz around, had them in the middle of my life, and I will probably won't ever have them directly in my life again. So, you know, I guess that's a that's my hair. Unless take. the Jazz moved to Boise, yeah, well, then, then that's great, you know. So, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, more. I, 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 I did see that circulating, which I think is an interesting take. Uh, or an interesting point, you know, to kind of, I guess, to where the conversation goes, because the conversation is splintered into like a thousand different directions, right? Oh, like, yeah. there's there's the jazz moving, the changing of the name, the fact that now that Ryan Smith is the czar, GM, master of all things, salary caps, and is gonna, you know, make the moves starting tomorrow. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it just it went it, like it, it just splintered so many ways, and it was just, I don't know, the moving of the jazz, because that was what Gail did to some, was trying to prevent to some degree. Um, that would be that, that, that's an interesting backstory too. How she arrived at this because the trust was just announced when a couple years ago, it feels like, yeah, just like two years ago or so. Yeah, well, it was a couple years ago. I thought it was this year. No, I think it was a couple years ago. I'm, I'm sure, I think, but then again, 2020 has been forever. So, well, the pandemic uh, is, yeah, it's lasted like 10 years by itself. So, so you're saying July. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who I didn't mean I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I will sit quietly in the corner and wait for your next question. <laughs> no, I just said, uh, uh, 
It was like 2017. The Jazz were put into a trust. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. yeah, that's I, almost I, three I, years ago. That's crazy. I just must. I I didn't. I honestly didn't know about it until this year. But then again, I wasn't really active on the Twitter, so I guess yeah. that's where my information comes from. Yeah. So um. Uh, yeah. Just some. Uh. It's one of the things that like. I'm not a smart enough man to be like, oh, I don't know a lot about Ryan Smith. I don't know a lot about um, really what the Millers have been doing with the Jazz for the last couple years. Um, Jared, 24 yeah. hours ago, like, how do you feel about this Jazz team as you did before, you know, 24 hours ago? Like, um, how do you feel about the Jazz team now than you did 20, like the future of this Jazz team? Well, I mean, I don't know how much has really changed i mean i feel like there's this general sentiment this guy will spend he's got eight billion dollars and he only spent 1.6 acquiring the jazz and i'm just like well i mean it's not unlimited money i mean we're, we're not like playing monopoly where you can just like i don't know where you decide that you're the parent and you're running the bank and then you're going to steal from the bank so that you never lose i i don't <laughs> I don't i don't know that that much has changed i mean Yes, I think he might be more willing to go into the luxury tax, but I also don't think that he's the kind of businessman that just <clears throat> just you know spends money all the time everywhere. Yeah, so I don't um, think he built a business by just spending money all the time. So yeah, so I I, I want to so I have a friend on Facebook. He um, uh, posted you know the article and uh, he posted the Miller sold the Jazz. Anyone else think they're getting ready to build a championship team? This owner might just spend some money. So I, I wanted to really focus on the the term "spend some money," right? Because we've seen that circulate on just uh, right. Twitter today. And uh, Dan Clayton, uh, you know, a, a guy that I very, uh, you know, write from Salt, Salt City Hoops, and um, a guy that I ask for um, jazz advice more than I should probably, um, wrote a, an article today about this very thing. So, right. So the jazz. Um, and Logan said, has said this before, too. Like, the Jazz have kind of been known as a, a cheap team, I guess, or a team that doesn't, like, really play with the luxury tax. Um, but also, like, I, I think a lot of people don't understand what this luxury tax is. It, it's different than football, because football has a hard cap. It's different uh, than baseball, which, for the longest time, was just, like, you know, spend as much money as you want. And um, uh, sometimes, like, you're the Yankees, and you get to just spend and spend and spend, right? Basketball's it's, different. It's, baseball still is that way, though. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, the Dodgers those. are basically a successful version of the Yankees this year. They spent right. like three hundred yeah. million, and yeah, but they've, I, got would, some, they've got they've got some like pseudo rule they tried to put in, but they're not. It's not nearly yeah. harsh enough, or even even more. Yeah, it's it's not even hard. It's not harsh enough. And it's not nearly yeah restricted but enough. It, in the NBA, um, uh, that doesn't happen very often. And but then you see like the Lakers uh, and like the the Warriors for. Uh, a while that the, that were like sitting in the luxury tax, and you just think, oh, the reason that they won so many games or won so many championships is because they were able to be in the luxury tax, um, and um, uh, that's why they did better than the Jazz or these other teams. And I think there's some confusion about it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you guys tell me if I'm wrong or not. But um, I think the luxury tax is really it, it's for those teams that are like. You know the uh, the favorites every year, the the Warriors of, of old, the Lakers, and because the, the luxury tax is put there to be able to keep a lot of your own players or pay players that you have, and like the like the Jazz this year, they could go into the luxury tax probably if they wanted to keep Jordan Clarkson. 
Yeah. Delivery tax is not something for yeah, and spend their full exception or whatever. Yeah, right, 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 right. But um, uh, the, the luxury tax is not really it's not for twenty five teams to use. The, right. the luxury tax is for two, maybe three teams to use. Or, um, and yeah, maybe five or six at the most, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, and it's it's for like the Thunder who have Kevin Durant and uh, Russ Westbrook, and then they want to build their team um uh, and pay the guys that they they have. The the luxury tax doesn't mean like the Jazz can go go out there and just go spend twenty million on some guy. The, the right. Jazz still have to play in the rules of the salary cap, which we talked about. Was like the Jazz are over the salary cap. Even if they trade away Mike Conley, they won't be below the they they'll be below the salary cap, but not by enough to go get a third big piece. You know, yeah. um, they can't get a third thirty million yeah. dollar guy. Like uh, yeah. the Jazz can use their exceptions this year. The Jazz can build a team. The, what the luxury tax is there for is to sign Jordan Clarkson. Like the Jazz say, okay, cool. We've got, we've used our exceptions. We've got these players on the team. We're right at that tax threshold. Now let's spend the money to get Jordan Clarkson on the team and, uh, uh, you know, go over this other tax line and be in the luxury tax. And now that that's the move. We'll see if the Jazz make it this year or not. Because um, uh, there's some rumors this, today that the the luxury tax is going to be a little bit lower than. Um, some people have been saying it. Well, it might be, but we we don't know yeah, yet. Yeah, the, the numbers were like uh, 139 last year, and no, 139,000,000. Yeah, it was supposed to be 139, or people thought it might be 139 this year, and it might stay at 132. Oh yeah, 132. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I was so, thinking of like the apron number, which was yeah. right. And so, like the, the that's the thing is that like um uh you know Logan and I have talked about like you know how. This is a good talk to have because not everybody understands how um, uh, the money works. And um, the Jazz could go into luxury tax this year. They could, they can go into luxury tax almost every year. But why would you? Because well, we did it before, and then Greg Miller got pissed. <laughs> yeah, and, he's like, "We'll never do that again. I'm never spending money again." I'm like, "Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore." Yeah, suck, we don't have to worry about that <laughs> But we, I mean, as fans, we I mean, okay, if you're gonna worry about it, if if you want to worry about it as a fan. You should worry about it in this sense that if the Jazz are on the luxury tax this year, it probably means that next year they're not going to want to be in the luxury because um, uh, with the repeater tax. Yeah, the repeater tax sucks. Um, uh, and and so uh, as Dan Clayton wrote in his um, uh, Dan Clayton, excuse me, wrote in his uh, article today is that just because you're in the luxury tax, some uh, you know it, it it hinders what moves you can make in the future. Like the reason the Warriors were in the luxury tax for so long is because they kept winning the championship. If you can get to the finals, if you can um, have uh, transcendent players like Steph Curry on your team, and you can bring the title home, um, uh, you know, almost every other year. Um, uh, that will pay for itself. But for teams like the Jazz, who we've talked about for a few months now, um, uh, who don't look like they're going to be the, the the favorites going into next year, um, the luxury tax doesn't make that much sense. Like it makes sense for maybe a year. It makes sense if like the Jazz think Jordan Clarkson is that piece. With the you know whatever else like in the off season that gets them over the hump. Now um uh, I don't know Logan, what do you think about um uh, getting a new owner and being able to be in this luxury tax range? I guess. Well, I, mean, I, I think I think both things are true. I think that there's just a, there's a there's a there's a ton of there's a ton of folks out there who don't don't understand how the process works. I think that you guys have done a great job. And you're right, Dan does a great job of laying it out very clearly as to how it works. Because it doesn't just mean you have this unlimited amount of money. It only helps you do certain things. But a lot of these guys are also the ones who are probably super pumped about this guy buying the team because he looks just like 70% of who they see every Sunday. Um, <laughs> but 
the, at this at the same time, I think that I think at the same time though, there's 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 some pretty decently educated jazz fans that I would put us. I'm, I mean, you guys educate me by the podcast, but that also uh, think it, it can go the other way. And there was, like you said, to, there, Dan Dan did tweet out some of the same stuff. And there was a reply by um, Aaron Hefner, who's who said something to the effect that essentially said, uh, you know, not 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 using it all the time, but at least if we're close, there there's hope that there's a willingness to use it if we need it. And like you guys, like you just said, Jared, it sounds like you know once we did it once, they the, the previous ownership was never going to do it again. And so I think both both trains of thought are correct. I, I I think that people are misinformed on how it works, and people love to spend other people's money, um, which is super fun to do. But at, at the same time, I also think that those of us who think it out all the way and understand it a little better also think that okay, it doesn't mean it's going to change everything, but hopefully. If it, you know, it's just, it's just a hope. And we've got, we've got nothing. We've got zero track record to think that this guy is going to spend money. We have no clue, That's zero clue, whatsoever. zero clue whatsoever. I mean, he, it just like, like you said, Jared, it's, it's the main point. You don't become a billionaire by 40 by making unintelligent business moves. Um, but I think it's just the <laughs> yeah. opt- optimism and assumption that, Oh, Hey, he, he'll do these things. And one thing I think is interesting. And I've been thinking about this a lot today was, um, you know, Larry, Larry was around, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm 35. So I, I, I remember Larry's legacy. And I remember the tail end of Larry's career or as the owner. Right. And so I, I don't, I do remember him being fiery competitive though. And so it seems like the jazz have gotten this rap that they're not that competitive and they're happy being middle of the road. But I, I don't want to look when I think back to Larry, and I could be wrong. I don't really see that. I, I I've seen that more of the jazz. Uh, toward the end of his life, unfortunately, and as the ownership has transitioned, but that was back before we were we were having luxury taxes and things of that nature. Right, we still weren't big spenders, but I just I I don't. Um, so I mean, I guess there's just hope in in change, perhaps, or something different. But we just don't have any point of reference. Um, but it's I just, think the it, best it, part like, of this deal is that we know that Greg Miller is not it, ever a threat that, to come back and be in charge again. <laughs> And that that's the biggest win of it all, I believe. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. And because those are some yeah. dark times. Those Greg Miller years were some dark times. Yeah. And I see, I, I didn't realize all that. So again, I was educated on it, some of it today. And fat Chris, again, put it in my ear years ago. I said, oh, he's, he's an idiot. So I'm not listening to him, but he's been right on pretty much everything, uh, which is disappointing. <laughs> Greg Miller was a fat jerk. Greg Miller was an undercover boss. Okay. That's true. Oh, yeah. I did watch that episode. Fat Chris is not fat anymore. He's a soy boy now, which is <laughs> super weird and disappointing. <laughs> He'll never listen to this. It doesn't matter. Soy Chris. Uh, he might. He might. He might, actually. Sometimes he just reappears. He emerges from the murky swamps and uh, <laughs> drops his two cents. Soybean fields. Hitting the High Notes is an unwrapped sports partner podcast. Check out the new live streaming show, Unwrap This, on Twitter. And follow Unwrap Sports at Unwrap Sports on Twitter and IG. All right. So, yeah, Logan, um, uh, you, you bring up, like, I was actually going to transition to this point, like, um, uh, of, like, what ownership matters to a, to a franchise, right? Um, because like, so yeah, we, the, we, you know, you and I and, and Jerry, we're all the same age, grew up in the, in the, the Larry legacy years. And, um, uh, um, Larry was very hands-on, right? Like, I'm a, the, I think there were times when like, I feel like ownership wanted, you know, Larry wanted a draft pick, 
but um, uh, you know, probably the GM or like Kevin O'Connor wanted a different draft pick and like Larry won out sometimes. And, um, but then after he passed, right. Uh, Gail and Greg, and they didn't seem as hands-on as Larry Miller. What, uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was super cheap. That's all I remember is that he was always like cut costs, cut costs. Yeah. Like, 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 I just don't remember him. Like, like I, I remember like Larry having certain guys that he wanted to draft, but like I don't remember like Greg, um, uh, being like, oh yeah, the, no, you know, I don't think being part Greg of the draft process the draft or the scouting process. process. Yeah, and, I don't um, think he was part uh, of that at all. And Greg, like, um, Greg, Greg didn't stomp in the locker room and and yell at uh, Old and Polonies like uh, <laughs> like there was known to, to. I think I think Larry went in and uh, we got after Ostertag a time or two, and that, that's what I'm saying is I to tell you that 12 year old me or 15 year old me remembers how frugal Larry Miller was. I don't know, but he just seemed to, like you said, more hands-on and more competitive. Right. Now, what that meant in today's NBA as it evolved. Oh yeah. I don't know. And he would, and but he I would go there, talk to the players. He'd go in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. We, we, and I think there's something to be said for, uh, self-made and, and born into money. And I think that's maybe a difference and maybe that's a whole other that, political that could, discussion. Yeah, but, that could be a whole, uh, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, but Larry's, Larry's a self-made man. And it seems yeah, like Larry Ryan, was the entrepreneur made man to some yeah. degree too. Right. So, right. uh, and so, um, and, and we've heard this, like, uh, they talked about it today uh, everywhere. It was like, like when Gail kind of took over, they eventually, that's why they had Dennis Lindsay, right? Like, once, like, the new ownership, like, Dennis Lindsay became GM and KOC went to a uh, advisory role. Uh, and even when Greg Miller was CEO and Steven Starks uh, got uh, moved up, um, uh, that really, it was like, Gail Miller was like, okay, these are the people that we hire. Let them do their job, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I mean, people, there are a lot of people who are already taking victory laps, um, because, but now it sounds like Ryan Smith is a guy that's going to be, it feels like already in the first, you know, 12 like hours. The, the spirit of Larry Miller is back in the form yeah. of Ryan Smith. I don't even, I, 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 the comparisons I keep hearing is Mark Cuban. Yeah, that is the comp that I, I've heard over and over again. Is, it, like, is it because, I mean, they're, they're like youngish. They're youngish, um, uh, like billionaires that took over teams, right? So, right, um, yeah. and like, and and this well, could be and he's also hope. very pro. Uh, I mean, he's pro, um, the more progressive movement and stuff like that. And you know, he's right, had some right. tweets to that effect, and everybody's just like, "That's my owner. Up, uh, that still That's company. my owner. I profess my love." <laughs> that still company, um, uh, when they um, uh. uh Said that they they were gonna get rid of their sweets for the next season, and oh, um, yeah. uh, Ryan yeah. Smith tweeted out like, "Hell, we'll take it," you know. So, um, yeah, he's like, he's like, and and I'm sure with all the Utah companies, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll pay for sweets for all the underprivileged kids." And I'm like, "Dang, that's a freaking right. that's actually a really cool thing to say." So, uh, 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 underrepresented companies too, or something, I think, right? So, send them your Hooligan Productions <laughs> company card. <laughs> yes. Hooligan Productions, let's do it. Let's bring it back. Uh, Logan, um, uh, can you think of? What do you think the last ownership change was in the NBA? I, I can I think I remember it, but I'm not sure. The last ownership change, I, the uh, didn't the Rockets sold recently, right within the last yeah. Oh, was it Rockets? Five years? I, I, see, I was th- I was thinking of Steve Ballmer for the Clippers. Oh, I thought you were that was so say long Kings. ago though. That that was <laughs> yeah yeah well, but, the, the, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, that's, it, the Rockets were like a sneaky quieter one. I think that's just. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I we're guess only, we're seeing the effects of that rockets. <laughs> yeah. I guess the point Still I'm trying to make now. is that like, um, uh, let's look at like ownership changes. Obviously the Clippers won, you know, going from Sterling to Bomber was, was huge. You know, they, they, they went from, you know, someone who turned out to be super, just like old school and like, um, uh, uh, just have a take this. Yeah, yeah. Your intro could work for him. An old white racist. Right. And, um, uh, not like, like, but like Donald Sterling, like did things like this always. And like Steve Bomber, when he took over, not only was he just a fresh face, he like, he had fresh ideas and like, he just had a vigor to make the clip. Like the Clippers are a lot better than they were, uh, during the Sterling years. Right. Just yeah. a lot better. And, yeah. um, even though they still have never made it out of the second round. We yeah, but thank, like, the, but, but, thank the silly little rabbit. <laughs> but like, I mean, there's hope for the Clippers. Like, like Clippers fans like have hope now, right? Yeah, um, you mean fan? It's like Clipper Daryl and no one else. <laughs> don't forget uh, uh, Billy Crystal. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. But like, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, oh, that's like, true. Frankie Muniz, right? Like, always uh, played as the, the Clippers, Clippers are now. The Clippers are now like they're still a little brother, but you know they were such a joke before. Uh, right. Mark Cuban, when he took over the Mavericks, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the cop that, I mean, the Mavericks, um, uh, are, are like when they, when, when Mark Cuban first took over, man, yeah, the, Mavericks, were uh, the Mavericks were, I mean, like just the things he did, like, I, I remember like them telling about like the, like the players locker room was just getting super renovated to make players more comfortable. Dirk Nowitzki, uh, a hall of famer spent his whole career there. Like how often does that happen? Um, uh, uh, with, with, you know, Dirk Nowitzki. in the modern NBA. Never. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like he made it so players wanted to play in Dallas. Um, uh, mm, white players. He, he went, he went, the, he went the Oregon ducks route early on in the NBA side, which is like, get people with shiny, exciting things. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I, you're right. I, I remember when he first bought the team. I, I they they like signed Dennis Rodman as just like a publicity stunt. I think to get some people to come and watch him, and it was a train wreck. Um, but that was, <laughs> I, I don't know Jamal match. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was one of those things like, who's this guy, and why is Dennis Rodman in the NBA again? Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if Jamal Mashburn was on those teams or not. But that's a yeah. The uh, I remember they had some really good teams yeah. in, in the early, early Cuban era. They had like Michael Finley and uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Nash and Nowitzki. So, so Ryan Smith here is, 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 is inheriting a team that's not a joke. You know, the, the, they're inheriting a team that... You know, now, I know the championship who... There's a, lot of, there's a lot of jazz... Yeah, there's a lot of jazz fans out there who are very disappointed that the jazz... Have, we, we talked about it. Like the Jazz have not made a leap in the past ten years. Like, like this Jazz team seems really good. This Jazz team has hope, but this Jazz team doesn't inspire championship. It doesn't have a championship aura. It feels like. Um, but now we have a championship owner. <laughs> well, I mean now, but there's an ownership change. Like and like again, we're, we're going from Gail Miller uh, and this trust that felt like they were really hands off. Now, um, uh, this could, I mean, this could obviously backfire. Like maybe Ryan Smith, who has not owned a team before, <laughs> and um, uh, right, like um, uh, this is like something like maybe he comes in and his ideas don't work. But I feel like you know, right now, Jazz Nation just feels just really invigorated, uh, thinking that okay, this is it. Like, I, I don't know what what do you think an owner can do to like inspire these changes that the the Clippers had, the the Mavericks had, you know. Hmm. The Clippers were a train wreck, though. Um, right. Like in in the worst way historically, and that's 
and and Balmer was Balmer was a special special a special something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how much he wants to get involved with the process, uh, which is which is yet to be seen. So I mean, again, we're, we're, that's that's what we all do is define comps because we don't know. But what was what was Mark Cuban's comp before Mark Cuban? There wasn't one. So. Um, I, I don't, I, I really don't know. I mean, I guess he can bring in a whole different philosophy, but, um, I don't know. I mean, the, the jazz are so complicated because we get so jaded by being jazz fans, but I mean, for what they're, for, for the hands they're dealt, you know, I don't, I, I don't necessarily dislike the Lindsay and the, the moves and, and things they've made. I mean, I think they've done, yeah, they've missed on a couple things, but I still, if I could rewind time, I still would, I would still roll the dice on them. I think they've done. Again, not perfect, but I like the Lindsay era better than the KOC era. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I guess the the reason I bring it up is because like, you, you know, like there are like maybe five owners you know about in the NBA, right? That you can like, oh, name name them off. And one of those owners that you can name off is James Dolan, and that's the exact opposite mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. So, like, if you if you have an owner that's like well known, um, uh, it could be good, but it can also be very bad. And um, uh, I, I, I really, I'm not trying to be jaded. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I actually do think that a change in ownership could be really good for the, the could be really good for the franchise. But I want to build in the expectation that maybe it could be okay. Maybe it's just not a huge move that we think. Maybe, maybe Ryan Smith is more hands off and it's more the same for the Jazz. Uh, I, I just want to build in that expectation too. That like, hey, we hope that we don't want to get to a James Dolan level, but. And maybe if he's just a quiet <laughs> owner, you know, like if he's just a quiet owner and um, uh, uh, nothing really changes, that this is, you know, this excitement is just like, all right, it's cool, it's great, but it doesn't. Yeah, mean- I, mean, I, I, I can't imagine. It. I mean, it, it can't be the same. Nothing's the same. I mean, nothing's ever going to be exactly the same. Nothing in life ever is when you change ownership of something that large, right? So it's never going to be exactly the same. I guess that's the question that people have to ask themselves. I've seen a little bit of Twitter going back and forth on it. Was you know, are you are you because now that you've now that you've changed what has been this consi- relatively consistent presence of the Millers for 35 years is, you know, we were never going to be really terrible with the exception of like the Tyrone Corbin era. Uh, right. But we, we've always been consistently OK. And is, is that so? Yes, there's a potential that perhaps we could be great. There's also the potential that we could be a dog franchise, which we're also not used to. Um, yes. And so it's like, which one are you willing to do? And me having watched kind of the same thing on repeat for the last 20 years. I, I liken it to like the Mike Connolly trade. Yeah, let's roll the dice. Why the hell not? Because right. I mean, what 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 we are we've already seen what this particular model does, right? So I don't know that he's going to wave his magic wand and make it all go away. But I mean, I'm for giving it a shot. I mean, this yeah. is it, it's okay by me. I, I'm not even like saying it's like I, I'm just saying like everybody's super excited and they they only see one like path this way is going. I'm like like guys, I I, I just want people to kind of say all right, you know this could go very well for the jazz and it could just be more of the same. It could just be, I, I just want to build it, that expectation that no, um, you, just, uh, you just want to stomp on their dreams. Don't. Oh, well, let's talk about Derek favors now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Don't lie, who, you, you want to stomp on people's dreams. I know it. And, and that's the other thing is that like Lone brought it up. Is that like, like think about it, the, the jazz have been and you know, as to quote Woj, uh, 35 years of Miller stewardship, right? <laughs> That, that's as old as yeah, uh, that's as, uh, as old as us. That's that's literally as old as I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And um, uh, like the jazz, I, I think the jazz are just incredibly lucky that 
they have been really they they have been like even like okay is really good uh, for as long as they've been. Like how many years have how many years in a row did they not make the playoffs and were let's like you know was it four years they had a four year drought of not making the playoffs right four or five year drought and uh, a two year drought where like okay we're really bad we want to tank and get a draft pick uh, a couple years where all right we're looking we're looking okay we're not gonna make the playoffs but we're actually on the rise you know those Gordon Hayward years. Uh, and Rudy Gobert years, uh, early years, um, the Jazz were not play- a playoff team, but they looked like they were promising, and they got there uh, eventually. Whereas, so, uh, whereas you look at Sacramento, it, Sacramento, right. which was exactly. which was which, which has been a dog franchise forever. The Maloofs had one a, a brief moment of, of glory, right, and then they kind of returned to obscurity again. Yeah, um, yeah. Defer, um, defer to the defer to the Kings. Expert, and the, and they have a new owner, and that didn't change anything. They're still <laughs> yeah. trash. Maybe maybe he's the Maloofs. Maybe that's the, the the part we're missing. Would you trade the old Jazz for for a Doug Christie, Chris Weber style, uh, you know, run at it as long as the Lakers don't ref us out in the finals or something? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> those Playing those that. Kings team, those Kings teams were good, man. Like those yeah. were good teams. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so we them rise. Yeah, I think I think Logan brings up a good point. Like, I'm a, what if this like change happens, and what if the Jazz become one of the top four teams in the NBA that has a chance? But then you know, like you know, after that you have a decade of just being awful. Oh. Like, where they like get to the finals again, and like lose um uh, just like uh, game seven, just they're there, but somehow something happens, uh, something crazy happens, and they're they're the kings for ten years. Oh no. Right, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just rough. something to think about. Like the the thing is, as a jazz fan, we have not had to think about that for thirty years. Like, like the jazz had a four or five year period, and even then, those four or five years, a couple of them, like you're happy to lose because you want a good draft pick, and, and you get Darren Williams. You you're you're happy because like, oh yeah, we're losing, we're not a playoff team. But look, look at our young players. Look at our uh, core four. Look at our core <laughs> core players, and and like we, we look, you know, we got Alec Burks. We 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 got we got these guys that are gonna gonna do really great for Cantor. us. Yeah. So um uh I I mean like the Giants have had at least like you you don't want to be a franchise that has no hope. You don't like the Knicks. When was the last time they had hope? I mean they have hope every free agency and it gets squashed every free agency. And by game twenty, you know the game twenty two. They're 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 the hope in the fans are is, is gone. They're like, all right, yeah. maybe let's build for the draft next year. You know, pretty like, much. Like um, not, uh, so, not not since Marcus Camby and Allen Houston and uh, was Grandma Charles Lock? Freewell on those two teams. Larry Johnson was there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Patrick his, work, his workout workout. I don't know. Was, uh, Patrick Ewing. Uh, this is after Patrick. This is uh two thousands, right? That two thousands, um, uh, or or like late nineties. Well, he said Allen Houston. So yeah. Allen Houston. Oh, he was a rookie that year. Mark Camp. The ninety nine. Little crossover. Yeah. Their, so their eighth seed run when they went to the finals. And got yeah, that decimated. was Patrick. That was Patrick. That was Patrick Ewing, though. <laughs> so yeah, um, I I just the thing is that like I think I, I mean the Jazz are going to be the Jazz. The Jazz have they they have a really good i think they have a good not maybe not really good they have a good front office they have a good coaching staff they have a good culture around them and that stuff um uh but it, it does change right like it can change yeah. um and um uh, you just hope that um uh this ownership change um uh, is good like I, I i don't see any reason why ryan smith from everything i've seen 
you know, the guy played junior jazz, I guess. So did I. So, you know, we're, we're <laughs> basically the same person. Um, his favorite, his favorite soda is uh, diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> what other rice? And that was also Larry Miller's favorite drink, evidently. Learned oh, there we go. God, I can't, it's, literally, it's Larry Miller reincarnated, man. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just some, uh, it's a fun day. Like, I mean, really, we're just kind of talking just to talk right now. Uh, we don't He's know. He's Larry anything. Miller with the skateboard. He skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I do think it's, I do think it's interesting to talk about things in the future that that could happen. I mean, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, which I am. I know uh, I'm very depressing. <laughs> um, but you are, you are depressing. <laughs> I am depressing. It, 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 it would be. It would be. I mean, we all can agree, though. That I don't think he has any sort of impact in this next set of free agents. I mean, this is all coming quick. I mean, yeah. I, maybe maybe slight oversight, but I just don't see him being involved this with yeah. this offseason. Yeah. He like shows that, up in Dennis Lindsay's office and he's like, "All right, well, you're taking a backseat to me." Yeah. <laughs> what I, 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 Especially with the NBA, which is what uh, December twenty second is their target date now, correct? I know. We literally do a pod like a month. We literally do a pod two months ago talking about ah January or two weeks ago. Yeah, I was like, I, ah, probably I, January. I, I believe there was someone yet on a podcast though who may have said, "Don't sleep on Christmas yet." I don't yeah, know this is, who yeah. that may have been, but this is why we. This is why we had um, a uh, Merry Christmas. This is why we had um, uh, Donald Trump supporter Dragon Squatch to the to the um, uh, <laughs> yeah he he bought us all MAGA gear woo <laughs> hey and we have some free gear for you so if you if you f- give us a five star review <laughs> it'll say we'll Dragon Squatch three. make make the jazz great again <laughs> make the jazz great again Maja. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. Um, yeah, like, um, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a fun time. Um, uh, I, I did want to give you props for that, Logan, that, um, you did call that, you know, Hey, well, you and McCade, I'll say that <laughs> we're like really saying, Hey, Christmas guys, Christmas is coming. Cause that, that's such a big game for, for the NBA. So, um, well, I mean, that, that's a big game too, but I, I think what I saw was if they waited that long, like the number, like the amount of revenue loss was like half a billion or something, right? Like if they oh, really waited until March, that's, that, that's yeah. half a jazz team. Yeah, yeah, half, half a jazz team for sure. No, it's a half a jazz team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Your math is bad. It's like a third. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they will. And, it's, and I heard today too. Listen on to listen to the the low post uh, that they that's one GM also. At some point, they've just got to get back on track too because they push into March. They they continue just to comp- push the season. Yeah, back exactly. every year and every year, and so. Um, <laughs> hey guys, we converted we converted Logan to listening to the low post. The low, you know. The low post was on there before, and then I like deleted it because, like, you know, you log into your podcast. And there's, like, a oh yeah, and you have like, like seventy unlisted episodes. Yeah, yeah, I'm like delete, delete, delete. So he, he's, he's, a funny, he's a funny little creature, though. I mean, he to watch that guy argue with himself in circles is like really funny. Just, <laughs> yeah, it is like he doesn't even need a co-host. Like he had Bobby Marks on there, but he didn't even need Bobby Marks because he'd ask yeah. Bobby Marks a question, answer it himself, and then tell you right. And Bobby's like, yeah. 
<laughs> that, that was kind of true. <laughs> it yeah, was like, like that. Zach Lowe was know, my last, last 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 week. I proposed a trade. The more I think about it, it was a really stupid one. <laughs> Any feedback on that? Yeah. No, I, I said okay. Anyways, yeah. I I aspire to be Zach Lowe in my in a future <laughs> life here. So you do that. There, that when I was listening, it sounded like you said Zach Lowe. Yeah, yeah, this thanks. is like, like 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 you said that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like me, all right. Um, <laughs> Just go in circles. Yeah, oh, he did. He did have jazz. he did the have like three or four minutes of Rudy Gobert contract talk, and his conclusion was about the same as ours. He's like, I think the most likely thing is that they they come to a contract they can all live with, and I'm like, okay, that sounds fine to me. <laughs> I think just, who will be okay with that? Just just give him uh, just give Rudy a, a less than max contract, and then I'm um, uh, give him one of the businesses that um, uh, Ryan Smith owns or something. You know, yeah. like hey, by the yeah, way, right. here here's a kickback for you. Here, here, here have a tech here's company. like <laughs> here's a what quarter is, what, billion dollars under the table. Like what is what is Qualtron? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm too lazy to look it up. I'm too lazy to look it up. I'm, I'll be honest. Like he's he's I clicked, rich. I clicked, it's a, I it's on the analytics, data driven stuff. It uh, sounds so boring. <laughs> But I'm sure it's changing the world. I, I'm sure it's like what's like driving my Facebook ads right now. I bet. So <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's what those guys. I, actually, yeah. I think there are ads involved. I well, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, I mean, the guy. It's eight billion dollars. I'm like, you don't pay eight billion dollars for something if if you're not going to make eight billion dollars. Um. So yeah. So uh, like I said, we had a lost episode right last week. We talked about. Uh, like I mean, we saw last week that all the news was about jazz trades. Let's quickly hit on like what we tried to talk about and recapture the magic we had last week. Um, a lot of it was people oh, trying a to make software company. I forgot about that software company. Yes. Um, uh, and so, um, a lot of it was like people, Bill Simmons, yay, uh, was making a bunch of Bill, uh, Bill Simmons, uh, type trades with Rudy Gobert, right? Um, and that's working under the assumption that he thinks the Jazz are going to pay Rudy Gobert or he's working on the assumption that uh, Rudy Gobert and the Jazz... He's a hack. (laughs) That... Yeah, you know, this is where Logan talks about special mode. Um, th- then we um, uh, uh, that Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell like are like is like basically the Jazz. He feels like the Jazz have to trade Rudy Gobert, and you know, I know I'm on the position that the Jazz don't have to trade Rudy Gobert. I think everything's fine. I know Logan uh, when the thing like when we came back from the pandemic, he said that you know there's probably some more fire to the smoke than I'm uh, giving it credit for. Um, but yeah, but now you have Ryan Smith and he makes everything golden. <laughs> golden Gold showers. Stroll- yeah, oh my gosh. His exact words. I was going to use. <laughs> this is why Logan and I are friends. First order of business. Install golden showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you, you said Cuban, like locker room renovations, right? Right. So. Exactly. Oh, that would be goodness. it. All right, so hey, Logan, we, we just did one though. Um, so real one. quick, let's give you a position. Do you <laughs> think the Jazz? Do you think the Jazz are in a position that it's better for them to keep Rudy Gobert or to trade Rudy Gobert? I, I, no, don't. There's nothing that's been. There's no trade I've seen that makes it that makes it worthwhile from my perspective. Gerard, especially oh. as I believe there is some. I, I, I believe there is some. I believe there is a little more substance to what. Uh, you guys talked about uh, we've all talked about is I don't think you I think you can get Rudy without giving him the super max right or the max or whatever he's eligible for I, I think you can get him for less than that um, yes so no I wouldn't trade him yeah and Bobby Marks was like oh, well you can always 
you can you can do the super max, but actually work down and and not spend the full thirty five percent and. Da, 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 da. <laughs> But I mean, like, without without the contract thing, do you think the Jazz are better positioned if they go find a deal for Rudy Gobert or if they keep Rudy Gobert? Keep, because like, I think most of the trades that we saw concern with Rudy involved were like the Jazz getting fifty cents on the dollar versus seventy five cents right. on the dollar. So it's and just... like, um, uh, well, I mean, you you don't ever want to trade for even seventy five cents, like, because like the trade that we talked about that you liked the most was um, uh, Karis LeVert, Jared uh, Allen, and a pick. It was one that would never happen, though. Yeah. Right, but even like if it were to happen, like it's it's another one that the Jazz are selling pretty low on Rudy yeah. Gobert. Like, um, uh, yeah, Jared Allen fills a hole, like right. he's a nice player. Karis LeVert um, uh, has shown flashes, but again, this guy is what probably a and he's been injured a lot. So and and the thing about Karis LeVert is that like there's a chance that he becomes a superstar or like not even a superstar, he a like chance a becomes like a all star. Becomes yeah, something right. But like you you have a transformative player in Rudy Gobert. Karis LeVert is not that guy. Donovan no. Mitchell may not be that guy, but um uh, you have someone that um. Uh, you know, Rudy Gobert is not a top ten defense upon himself, as we found out, but he does um, uh, help the Jazz get to that much easier than if you don't have him there, or if you have like Jared Allen and Ed, Ed Davis, I guess. So, um, so yeah, so we we talked about those trades. We talked about that how... would be interesting if like if we don't if we move Rudy and then didn't move Ed Davis, but then Ed Davis is playing, and it's like, well, was it Rudy's fault that Ed didn't fit before? It's like, oh, <laughs> maybe. I, I mean, like, if, if the Jazz moves Rudy Gobert, it would be like, all right, tear it down, start over, do something else. You know, what? They, however they played before, you can't play that same way because you're missing basically the guy the defense was built for. You know, right. you can't just throw Jared Allen there and expect the same results. You just have to, you basically have to go and figure out how to use the skills of who you have with uh, with you. So, um. So um, uh, we, we there was some, a, a few Mike Conley trades that we thought were were kind of interesting. The Mike Conley to the Pistons, right? Was that was that it? Conley the Pistons for yeah, Blake Conley Griffin. Conley the Pistons, yeah. Yeah, that, that was basically the main deal. Um, uh, that the Jazz would get uh, some point guard back. They would get Blake Griffin, and um, this one sort of uh, intrigued uh, the Squatch here. Uh, Logan, he he liked uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, I mean, I, I just the way I saw it is you've got. Uh, two dudes who are probably overpaid that are risky takes. And it just felt like Griffin would be, uh, if, if, if you're rolling the dice and you're hoping that both trying to be healthy and fit Blake Griffin adds a, a, a even more, uh, I think dynamic, the, the dynamic than what Connolly does as, as, right. as, as healthy, but still not sold on it. But yeah, it was of all the ones. Yeah. Just, we have to, we'd have to Blake for one more year, which is the only, you know, yeah. kind of crappy part of that. But, but also could be like, I mean, Hey, no, well, no, you know, Again, no guarantee he plays either, but right. I'm just saying all things considered, if you look at the risk associated with both, and if they both play to what, or at least what we think they're, what they could be capable of being completely healthy, Blake in that Jazz lineup seems pretty terrifying. Uh, yeah, pick and roll partner, way. he can shoot threes now. Uh, again, a guy that was a former All Star a couple years ago, so that that was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it, feels like any... lifetime, it feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like everyone was all over that, and I guess that's the the world of social media. It feels like everyone was. All over that. It almost seems like now if you reference that trade, you're like a joke and you're like wearing jorts to the barbecue and everyone's making fun of you. John Cena wore jorts. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, I like, feel exactly like John like, Cena right now. It's, it's so weird that like we talked about that last week on that last episode and like it's just 
so outdated now. Like it was like the hot topic for 48 hours. Yeah. And we've all moved on. And to... now it's like the jazz have been sold. But that's those like... idiots who want to trade for Blake Griffin. Oh my gosh. What a bunch <laughs> of dorks, man. Bleacher report. Tra- we've got Harrison Barnes now for Bohan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I see it all, man. There's very little I don't see. Just because I don't right. comment and get involved, I see it all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, it's just, it he, is he Googles because... Harrison Barnes for Bohan. And... Yeah. <laughs> it is funny because I'm. Uh, uh, like... Every time he says Bohan, though, it makes me think of like Gohan. I'm like, <laughs> I like you. Um, so, but um, uh, it it does make it does kind of um uh, for me, um uh, it kind of makes sense that like the World Series, the NBA Finals, all these like ratings have been down, right? But a lot of it is that like, we have so much going on right now, right? Like um uh, you know, there's an election coming on. There's um a lot of like issues in the world that people are way more woke to right now. Um, like there's just a lot of woke woke. Right, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that, like, yeah, this stuff's gonna go quickly, folks. Like, and if you're and like, people were just really bent out of shape through some of these things that were being thrown out, you know, 72 hours ago, and people are really excited about this Ryan Smith news, and when is that gonna, like, when is that gonna fade away, you know? And that's why, that's why, like, when oh, we no, do, it feels pop, like it's gonna fade away quickly. Yeah, and, and, until something big happens, until something else happens, you know. And I mean, we have an election coming up, so I'm pretty sure that it's going to fade away pretty quickly. Yeah, and, 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 and maybe it should, right? And maybe yeah. maybe that that, that news should. Um, you know, right now it's just weird to be a sports fan. It's it is a little weird for us to do this stupid little show that we do and talk about things that will not be talked about again in a week, and nobody's going to care. Um, but you know, I like it. I hope you guys like it. And hope, you're, you're uh, taking a whole, you're taking a whole new level of that doom and gloom. Like, don't enjoy anything. <laughs> don't bring, don't do anything that brings you joy because Emperor Trump will reign again. Right. November fourth, <laughs> well, you know. will be ruined. He's driving in the yeah. tanks with his Proud Boys. And uh, just... <laughs> I told them, uh, I told a couple coworkers today because we were just talking about stuff, and they're like, oh, and they're like, I'm, uh, like I told them, and this is not a secret, and I don't want anybody to think this is a secret. I, I have clinical depression, right? And so. Mm-hmm. I told them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I suffer from it because like, we were talking about other stuff. And I was like, oh, I have depression. And they're like, you do? I'm like, yeah, I do. And like they, I guess they don't believe me. I'm like, well, whether you believe me or not, <laughs> like, it's there. Right? Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, I don't it understand is why they didn't believe you. That's kind of weird. Because uh, I'm I'm a very I'm a very high functioning individual at work, I guess. So, um, but um, I guess the, yeah. the fact. That's what I don't understand, though. People, I mean, let's just take a quick aside to address that. I mean, people can be depressed and still be high-functioning members of society, right? Well, you know, that's uh, <laughs> that's what we got to teach people, uh, <laughs> is that, you know, people, and again, the mental health issues aside, um, yeah. I guess I bring that up because, yeah, like, it's, seriously, sometimes I, I go doom and gloom and I don't even mean it. I'm like, oh, God, God, yeah. <laughs> did, did we talk about this before, or did, was this on the last episode where... Uh, Kirk McKee was ta- like said um, uh, that I am um, uh, was super depressing, or like he said I was. <laughs> it was the first time he talked about the mid-level exception, I believe. Uh, that might have been. I wasn't ago. sure if that you, was you Kirk that said personal. that, or if you were saying that uh, <laughs> Ken Clayton was saying that. Yeah, I, know, I, like, I think he was just saying mid-level exception talk depresses people, not specifically yeah. you. Who, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and that that is that is what we went over. I think that was on the Conley episode. 
but yeah, who so, was like and we were both just like who he's not talking about you but you know i i'm, I'm owning it so now that's my thing on this podcast yeah. is i'm gonna be just like <laughs> like i'm uh the old, the old snl skit <laughs> you were Debbie really Downer. good at doing facebook who i don't i don't know if logan no, remembers no. facebook who i'm doing up, uh, i'm doing i'm doing podcast Debbie downer you know like the old snl skit wah, yeah. Wah. yeah i remember that yeah oh, oops. um so anyway uh yeah but um uh, guys i'm uh we are now like less than two months away from the NBA starting again. Now, like it just keeps this like sneaking up on us. Uh, the draft is only like two weeks. Free agency. Well, um, they moved it to December, so it actually abs- absolutely did sneak up on us because they're like January, December, yeah. <laughs> March. Yeah. yeah, like hey, by the way, tomorrow the NBA starting again. I like, go, oh, okay, cool. Like uh, let's bring it back. That would be insane. <laughs> That'd be absolutely wild. I want to well, like you guys, uh, you guys did hear the news that like LeBron and a few other people are saying they're going to boycott if they start in December, right? Good for LeBron. I think LeBron should take a month off. I think LeBron should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, no. that's what I was thinking back. The only, that, he should the, take the a whole season off. That's how I feel. Yeah, the only people that hurts is the guys who made the deep playoff runs. So yeah, let's run it back right now. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. Like um, uh, like I, honestly, you know, for like LeBron, somebody at his age, like I I do get uh, that maybe he wants more of a rest and. I think it's his prerogative to take some time off. And I think I, 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 I'm not trying to troll Laker fans. I think, I think LeBron is good enough. I think the Lakers will be good enough to stay in the playoff hunt without LeBron. And well, I was going to say, like, who do you think you're trolling? I don't think a lot of Lakers fans listen to this podcast, except for maybe AJ. Yeah. So it's not a troll. I, I like, I honestly believe that if LeBron James, if, if the season starts and LeBron James doesn't want to play, then he should, I, I know it sucks for the NBA as a whole, but you know, take takes more time off. Like the, the the one thing the NBA seemed to have gotten right better than anybody else in this whole process is it seems to be that between the two sides, and again, I'm not in the room, but between the commissioner and the the players' association, they've understood the value of what this means long term. They've seen the bigger vision. I mean, baseball only played 60 games, and that means they lost all that money. Um, right, the players lost the money. They all lost a whole bunch of money because they were fighting over you know pennies at that point. Pennies relatively to what we're talking about but it seems that the nba and the association seems to understand and get that i don't think they'd float a date out like that they have some sort of at least preliminary belief that you know the 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 union was going to agree to that right that's a that's a pretty happy thing and if that much money is sitting on the table that's that's the cost it's going to have i think that you know they all they all seem to see that and and again lebron's also the guy who said he wouldn't play in front of no fans um, right. so time, time changes a lot of stuff. I get it. I mean, I, I would, if I'm him and I'm just finished that run and then all of a sudden now you're coming to season starts. He's also I mean, the guy that wants to have a parade to get all of Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and, I'm totally, and I'm totally fine with that. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to like, tell me what bad base doesn't want to parade. Natural, natural selection, Jared, natural selection. <laughs> just let him. He 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 and Justin Turner can get out there together and just march. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, put you put him and Justin Turner Turner right next to each other. And like the, um, uh, so Jared like barely got on this call like one minute before we started the podcast. Uh, Logan, here's here's my introduction. Um, uh, for uh, if Jared was not going to make it. Uh, hi folks, welcome to hitting the high notes. Um, uh, it's uh, I Hu Tran. I'm here with uh, Logan Cox, Jared Barker. I'm uh, actually got a positive COVID test. I'm, uh, <laughs> Halfway through this podcast, so he cannot be on the rest of it. <laughs> he'll be he'll be he'll, he'll be here to celebrate in the comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The he'll be kissing all of us, and it'll be he'll be here time. at the end credits to uh, talk with everybody. Yeah, who that is, that uh, to who, me who was the our, most. Who's our Dave Robert? Dave the strangest part that <laughs> it the, was the, the, that they brought him back out to the team. They're like, come, well, it, come on well, out, so, celebrate with us, take a picture. Well, what, 
What's fascinating about that is it the, the story changed. Like Ken Rosenthal shot out a tweet, which Rosenthal's solid from a baseball standard about what happened, and then all of a sudden the story magically changed. Um, and it was just uh, he, from what we're hearing, he Turner refused to be held back and just got out there and celebrated with all of them. Right? Like, okay, he, he is a grown man, I suppose. You're not going to tase him. I, I mean, I, I hate Justin. Wait, Turner, is that so what Rosenthal his, said? No, Rosenthal just Rosenthal essentially said they knew the test was bad yesterday or the day before, oh, and they geez. ran and they ran it again, and they still let him play. He refused not to play, and all these different yeah. things. And they, so maybe there was some what? facts that were crossed up. And that's yeah, that's, and that's sort of wow disappeared. Yeah, this I mean that one hasn't been out there anymore. So maybe he had some of the preliminary facts incorrect. I don't know, but I would have loved to see Justin Turner get tased. On his way out. I mean, that would have made. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have made. That would have made, <laughs> made my life. What What is your guys' take on that? Because obviously, as jazz fans and jazz Twitter, they're super, super defensive of our our most precious of Rudy's, and right. just they, 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 it's almost <laughs> like they're, they're 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 more affected by Rudy's heat than I think Rudy is. Right? I think you know, I think so too, you know, man. You know, know what I mean? Crazy. Like I haven't seen Rudy even reference it, so they're, they're like, I can't everywhere. I can't believe Justin Turner is not getting heat from from what you guys saw. I saw Justin Turner getting a fair amount of heat. So it wasn't as though, I mean, I, I don't know what you guys saw on your stuff, but it wasn't as though he was getting off scot free and they were justifying the it. The problem is that um, uh, uh, Rudy was, when you're the first, it's the first. Like, I, I, I don't play, I, I, it's so stupid. And Justin Turner, like, it's one of the things that, like, we've seen it happen not just with Justin Turner. We've seen it with the Karens that don't wear the mask, right? We've seen the protests and everything. <laughs> We've seen this happen over and over and over again during the past six months that him doing it goes, all right, cool. So, all right, we're, we understand where you stand on the side of history. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just now I'm, uh, accepted behavior. Just, ju- Justin Turner is very much the Karen of baseball. So I do love that. Um, but you, you guys are getting far more baseball knowledge than you know, but also from what I heard, Justin Turner was the guy keeping his whole team in line all season. And these are our rules. These are our protocols. He was busting. He was cracking the whip for everybody. And then as soon as it changes, <laughs> as soon as it's him, he, he's like, right? I don't yeah, care. Well, yeah, yeah, but why, I, I, I guess what I was getting at was everyone seemed to act like, like, Oh my gosh, Rudy got so much terrible. And why not? Just, from what I saw, Justin Turner was getting rained on pretty heavily too. It wasn't as though he was, getting off you know oh it's okay you won a title it, it, because it, the it world just, changed the um, the, compl- the, the, the the uh the victim complex is fascinating yeah. it's just the world has changed from october 27th made. from march yeah so yeah. Yeah. um guys it's uh, again you know big day <laughs> like i know I, I was joking around with you guys i, I said something like oh boy slow season huh nothing to talk about and then yeah we get some big news um yeah again this stuff won't matter next week um, uh, we'll have something new jazz related to talk about. Like we'll make something up. We, we keep, we, we keep finding new ways to make up jazz content here. Um, Jared, I'm, uh, like, you know, just give me, you know, what you think is going to happen. Um, uh, you know, again, Ryan Smith is probably not going to make any huge deals this off season, but you know, do you feel more optimistic than you did a week ago? Well, Ryan Smith is going to, going to push the model of basketball so that we can spend more money because we're the Jazz. I don't know. I, uh, he played junior jazz, so uh, he he got no basketball a little bit, right? Like he's he's gonna he's gonna farm junior jazz players to the big leagues, and then um, <laughs> Logan. Um, uh, he's gonna like, sign himself to a contract. This is like, like like this is every like this is like a, a movie, right? This is like every fan's dream to like 
number one, you you get a billion some odd dollars, and then um, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy my childhood team. Um, like like what do you, what do you think that feels like? Just like to like just have a fan of your team to buy your team. Oh, I, I've got no clue. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, like Mark Cuban yeah. wasn't a Mavericks fan, right? Mark Cuban just saw the team for sale and bought it. Uh, I don't know about Steve Ballmer or not, but like these I guys don't know are just anything about Cubs personally in terms yeah. of if he was like, a yeah, fan no, that, that, that's the, that that part definitely is rare though. I mean, you're right. I don't know that buying your childhood team is ever happens. That's I assume pretty... it's a childhood team. I have no idea if it is. I just I know he grew up in Utah. I assume he's a Jazz fan. I have no idea if he is. I just I, I hear he's been a big Jazz guy. I don't know. So. Again, I mean, you if you know, play junior this, jazz because you're a Lakers fan, it's, that'd be weird. No, I mean you play junior <laughs> jazz because that's what you have to play rec basketball in the in the state, right? So, I mean, it, he's probably a jazz fan. I'm just it's it's, it's more fun for the narrative if, if he is, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, with zero fact checking because I believe fact checking is a crime. Um, <laughs> they that's not, that does sound like somebody who just bought Maga gear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The best part is people hopefully listen to, listen to this episode and and, and can, are completely convinced that I am a MAGA supporter um, <laughs> because people don't get sarcasm at all anymore. I saw some exchange there, and you guys you guys know these, these Twitter dudes or one of the guys. Anyways, I'm not going to bring his name up because it's not even worth mentioning. But I watched. I, it was this guy was clearly being like a, a, a smart ass, and like the dude took it so personal and so serious when he's quoting his four year old as giving this long speech like you guys are so ridiculous like <laughs> give me give, give me a break like yeah. um, oh. it's, it's it's crazy but i i do be, be, but i do have one little uh one little dip into the nugget pouch which is always happening with the antonio <laughs> antonio mcdice base um little known fact about new owner of the jazz ryan smith he actually did play junior jazz with antonio mcdice um in the 1996 season uh teammates that's all I've got. <laughs> because again, facts are illegal. That's the nugget patch, folks. Oh my goodness gracious! Facts uh, are illegal. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, again, let's see what the Jazz do. We'll we'll talk some off-season stuff. I've got some interesting names or interesting ideas, I guess. Not even names, just like ideas. What can they're happen? Not even, they're not even actual people. They're just yeah, ideas. Like, um, uh, what if? The Jazz get a um, uh, 1997 Stone Cold Steve Austin, and <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah, like this. that's the height of his career. Um, yeah, that's revolutionary Stone Cold. Yeah, that's attitude era. All right, uh, Jared, where can they find you on the Twitterverse? Uh, you can find me at Go the Distance uh, 49. Uh, <laughs> my my screen name is Hootran Ladies Man. Yeah. So- Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, you, you couple of dill holes make it so confusing when I'm trying to figure out who I'm talking to. Yeah, it, it is. Like, 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 I, 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 I like this. I go, is, God, I go, damn it, that's on me. Well, it's all, it it's was on you. You changed your name first. Yeah, so confusing when it pops up on your screen as a notification. Like, when I get in there, I can see your guys' faces. I can see who, like, flexing before he's going you know uh before he goes ice blocking with his with his, with his posse and you can um, see mine with Jared's the shannon hand with the laser eyes dude ice blocking is so fun shannon. right <laughs> what did you say is that the f word uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> ice blocking is so fun um ice blocking madness look it up uh yeah on youtube hundred thousand views uh dragon squash on the twitter there um uh, thanks logan for joining us tonight uh and hang out in zona or vegas wherever you are whatever whatever rally you're at 
Uh, I'm just about to hop on the Trump train. I'm going to get in the back of this 1987. Some guy in a 1987 Chevy Suburban with only four windows is willing to take me to the next rally. To put tank, tank Chevy these big blue line flags. Oh, God. Um, uh, thank I'm you, folks. I'm an entrepreneur just like Ryan Smith, guys. There you go. Like him, he just needs a couple billion dollars more. Uh, folks, I'm a, hey, you know what? If the if this if the Jazz High Notes had a, a, a 1.6 billion, I'd buy it too. So, uh, you can follow us at Jazz High Notes on Twitter, at Jazz High Notes on the Instagram, and I think at Jazz High Notes on Facebook too. Uh, Jared is um, uh, producing content for for that places that is um, uh, not only fans related. So. Um, you guys have a MySpace? <laughs> we're we're coding it right now. You, you, you can run the MySpace. Yeah, we'll, we'll, MySpace. All right, uh, can I be in your top eight? Debatable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> folks, thanks for joining us. You and Tom, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, get a five for the fight. Um, uh, uh, five for the fight patch. Um, uh, with the high notes uh, logo, and we'll see you guys. Next time. Greg Miller sucks. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was a great way to end the pod. I, I, I can do whatever. I can I'm I'm sober for this one, so it's perfectly fine. <laughs> send, you me, send me you guys' addresses like get your MAGA gear on the way. Extra extra mediums for both of you. <laughs> uh we're gonna have post credits for this one for sure.